0: Welcome to the CX Chronicles Podcast. This is the show for customer service managers, VPs of customer experience, and all of you other CXers out there. Every week, we're going to dig into topics, challenges, wins, and updates in the CX and customer service community. I'm your host, Adrian Brady Chisana. Check us out at CXChronicles.com. Feel free to reach out to us anytime. Thank you so much for being a part of the CX Chronicles Nation. Zendesk, the platform where all the action is. Do you need help with customer interactions across phone, chat, email, social media, and any other channel that you can imagine? all coming together in one place. Ask CX Chronicles how Zendesk can help your business today. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the CX Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Brady Chizana, and this is a CX Weekly Update. So guys, I'm super excited for today's show. Um, A couple days ago, uh, I had the great, great honor of being invited to the 2019 Comcast... CX Technology Day in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, the Comcast team, as many of you guys know, has uh, an incredible uh, two tower campus space in downtown Philadelphia. Obviously, part of their uh, part of their taking over the telecom world. They've got a huge, incredible team, uh, an incredible, incredible space right in downtown Philadelphia. And um, myself and 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 a, and a group of amazing CX thought leaders that was pulled together by by Jay Bayer. Um, got to go and meet with the CX executive team at Comcast. And uh, we got to spend time with uh, Charlie Heron and Kyle McSolaro and their their incredible team of folks there in Comcast that are doing some amazing, amazing things with a huge company, a global company. Um, You know, I went there with uh, some interesting thoughts in mind. Number one, most people, let's call it what it is, they typically don't tell people that they love their telecom company. There is a tremendous amount of examples of all sorts of different ways that people get hot and bothered with their cable company, their internet company, right? Every time a service goes down, every time there's an issue, people like to get pissed. It's, 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 it's totally understandable. We all spent a ton of money on this bill, if you think about it. I just paid my bill the other day for Spectrum. Um, and full disclosure, not not a Comcast cable. Unfortunately, in Buffalo, New York, we're still rocking Spectrum. And, you know, i got to be honest, after seeing some of the work that um comcast is done on their on their on their technology side their ux side their ui side uh there's absolutely no comparison i'm i'm I'm, i came home um put on the put on the news when we got when we got in that night from the flight and i was just disappointed (laughs) i was watching this incredible beautiful gorgeous looking comcast interface for the entire time that we were at the um At the gathering, and then I get home. I get home and use my provider, and it was just super, super subpar. It wasn't nearly as nice, and uh, and I felt that from a customer experience perspective. So, this week's CX Weekly update's a little bit different. I think it would be awesome for me to chat with the CX Nation about um, what we went through, what it was like um, joining joining the Comcast team and got, getting to get the whole nine on what their 2020 plan is and talking about all the things that they're working on with CX um, and just kind of chat through some of the things that we learned because I think it was an incredible learning experience. As I said, I got to hang out with some amazing CX thought leaders who uh, are writing books and speaking every single day at all these different amazing places, building products, building companies. Uh, literally doing their thing via CX and helping businesses and helping business owners and helping executives think about how they can grow and scale their business through the power of customer experience. So starting off, um, really just one of the first things that the, the the Comcast team really brought us through, Charlie Heron did an incredible job of really kind of, number one, highlighting all the amazing team that his, all the amazing work that his team has done, um, that was really, really cool to be able to hear all these different folks come in and talk about their areas of the business and uh and, and 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 he started off the conversation making it pretty clear that the reason why we were all there is they want to think about how they can even at a, a massive huge huge company like comcast right you 've got um just tens of thousands of employees you 've got tens of millions of customers you know, creating beautiful customer experiences and creating all the surprise and delight and the fluffy stuff, that's tough at those numbers, man. You know, I think the 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 the, the, the one of my big takeaways was just this business is huge and they're, the, what they're trying to manage at scale is incredible. And I think that I learned a ton about how any business, any startup, any small company that's thinking about what their next phase of growth or the next phase of business life is going to look like can learn from this show. So start off, really just, taking a minute to, 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 to create a baseline. So we spent a lot of time talking about NPS, Net Promoter Score. We talk about NPS in this show literally all the time. Uh, I look at NPS pretty much every single solitary day of my life for some of the clients I work with and some of the businesses that I help to run. And um, we got into the weeds around how they really sort of settled on NPS to make sure that they had a firm pulse and a firm understanding of what their customers uh, were saying about Comcast, Right. Um, we got into the weeds too, about thinking about how do they close the customer loop? So obviously big, big, big company like Comcast has incredible technology, incredible technology team. So they've got a lot of really cool nifty tricks that they're able to do with their system that allows people to close loop. But they also got into the idea of, um, how they think about elevations and how they think about escalations. Everybody on this show has a different interpretation and definition of an escalation, right? Because we all do them differently. Some people in, 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 in a small business, you're escalating straight to the owner. You can't get any higher than that, right? Uh, some of my startup friends, maybe you're escalating up to your founding team, or maybe you're escalating up to um, if, if you're at the point where you have a VP or a director-level role or individual that's helping to run the day-to-day, you're escalating up to them. So we talked about that. In Comcast's case, where you have over 60,000 employees and 30 million customers, um, even, even Charlie and Kyle and, and, and their team, they get pulled into the weeds on the time on the day to day. And there's, there's different things that they, um, that they get involved with through their medium of elevation. So they have a really cool system that talks about how you can sort of elevate customer issues so that there's a broader audience within Comcast, including Charlie, Kyle, Kyle and their team who, who really can think about what do we need to do with this specific customer case? Do we need more eyes on this? Do we need more brains on this? Do we need to think about it differently? Do we need to build a new piece of product? Do we need to adapt our process? Do we need to train our people, right? So going through all those things, elevations is one of the easiest ways that you get a bunch of minds and a bunch of eyes around a given customer problem. Um, you know, in terms of how MPS plays into some of the business economics of Comcast, it was really fascinating to you. You heard uh, a ton of different talk around sort of how, when they're doing their, uh, some of their financial reviews at a big global company like, like Comcast, they're, they're talking about NPS. That's one of the first or second things that they're talking about. How do our customers uh, feel about us? How are our customers doing? How is NPS reflecting what we're seeing with our financials, et cetera? I thought that was really, really interesting to be able to combine those two worlds almost in the same lens, right? Because the reality is uh, if you're killing it with your customers and if you have an army of promoters, your bottom line is probably reflecting that already. So it's really important to think about that again. If you're a small and medium business, this is a this was I thought was a super interesting takeaway from a from a, from a global company. Um, and then we spent a, a ton of time just thinking about how technology, culture, and process really helps to drive the ability to build a an ecosystem, even in a huge company, where everybody understands that they own part of the customer experience. I say this all the time, and I'm sure people are getting sick and tired to hear me say it, but CX is a team sport. It re- it requires every single person in the company, from the CEO all the way down to whatever the most junior role is in the company. It is a top-to-bottom approach. Uh, thing that, things that drive me crazy are when people say, ''That's not my job,'' or ''That's not my focus,'' or ''That's not my problem.'' If you don't have customers, happy customers, how is your paycheck cash, my friend, right? Everybody's responsible for this. And I think that Comcast has done an incredible job of really making that, um, that feel kind of trickle all the way through the entire culture from top to bottom. So, so that was really, really cool just to kind of hear what people are thinking about and hear what people are sort of saying around, uh, you know, what the things that they need to do to take care of their customers, um, so customer touch points, I already mentioned it, 30 million customers. Uh, the Comcast team today is taking 22 million customer calls per year, 22 million. Um, look, I've been a part of a ton of companies and, uh, and a, and a bunch of teams where we're getting stressed about thousands or tens of thousands, right? Or maybe even a hundred thousand calls, right? 22 million customer calls per year. That's tough guys. That, that is, I mean, Very, very few companies on planet Earth will achieve that type of scale in terms of customer communications. Uh, 60,000 employees working to manage uh, an absolute nation of people, right? Um, It was really, really interesting to kind of hear that. We also talked about some of the future of how we're going to be thinking about taking care of that type of a customer base. So, for example, um, today Comcast is seeing over 1 billion voice searches right? So uh, one of the cool features that, that that I certainly don't have with Spectrum, but that I saw with the Comcast offering was uh, the ability to search, right? Literally use your microphone to search for, um, you know, I, I want to see Monday Night Football. I want to see the, the, the Mets game. I want to see the Yankees game. I want to see the Bills game, etc. Um, and for 2018, there was over 9 billion voice searches. So if that doesn't give us a really good indicator of where voice search is going in the future, I don't know what. I don't know what will. Um, some of the other things that we talked about was really around uh, the different user profiles of Comcast. Uh, Charlie and Kyle and the team have done an incredible job of stratifying, breaking out, creating buckets of user profiles and user personas to help them build their product to the individual. Uh, you see this um, so often, so often in the venture capital game where these, these people have these incredible ideas about these incredible companies. And then when you get to the point where you say, well, who's, who's the ideal customer profile? The ICP, right? Who's, the, who's the, perfect, the, the perfect person for this? Well, I don't know. We've, we've, sold, we've made X number of sales. Okay, great. That's good and that's fine. You've built traction. You've gotten the fire started. But who is the optimal end user? This is like this is an imperative question, guys. From the the, from day one when you're building your company, uh, or or writing a book, or building content, you should be thinking about who your end listener, end user, end uh, customer is. This is the easiest way to be able to build a product that's suitable and fits to that to that to that person. So we spent a lot of time talking about the user profiles and how that can actually. Uh, drive engagement across different personas and profiles. For example, if you know that you have a specific type of persona type who, let's say, is more comfortable with the old-school world of, of, of cable where you're searching on a remote, right? You're searching on a remote, you're looking at guides, things like that, then play to that audience. That's what they want. If that's what they want, give it to them and allow them to search on the remote or search, search by a traditional type of guide style. If you've got a newer camp of individuals that literally wants to search it and just talk into the microphone and ask for what it is, let them do that too. Right. And, and and then on top of it, it's important to remember when you get to the this type of scale, you've got so many di- 30 million people. Think about how how you ha- how you slice 30 million customers into four or five buckets. That, that's got to be a wild task for those guys. So I thought that that was really interesting to learn more about that. Um, we talked a lot about the employee experiences, too. And, and, and as folks listen to this show on the regno, know, um, you know, if you, it's almost like a backwards approach. To get incredible CX, you start by building incredible EX, employee experience. An army of employees that is well taken care of, well trained, well managed, well supported, well groomed, and, and has the full toolkit that they need to be successful is going to create an army of exceptionally happy customers. It's as simple as that right? You got to ID the right folks. You got to think about, uh, what are our adoption rates looking like? How do we get the right type of folks and how do we get them to adopt or opt into the things that we're trying to build? And then you got to build metrics and scorecards and key performance indicators that, that allow those folks to really drive in the right direction. Okay. Um, so we learned a ton about some of the things that, uh, that, 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 that the Comcast team is working on in that regard. Um, so really, really cool stuff there. Um, in terms of, um, in terms of some of the future product extensions that the Comcast is thinking about, you know, we got into communications, phone calls versus text messages, uh, versus self serve right on the, the 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 app or the website or the guide itself, um, and it's really really interesting to kind of hear how Comcast thinks about as they move forward into the future and as these these customer bases just continue to get these huge levels. Keeping a customer on a digital path is a really important goal of, of, of Comcast. And I know that when some people hear that, they say, oh, man, I, sometimes if I want to talk to a human, I want to talk to a human. Just let me do that. But it was really interesting to think about how the technology that they're building and designing, it's built to keep you on a digital path. If If I can get all the answers that I need and all of the things that I need taken care of, right on my phone, then let me do that. That's an easy way for me to be able to um, to have a really good experience with the brand and with the business. And then more importantly, if I can avoid a 30 or 45-minute on-hold slash wait for an agent, let me do that. It's 20, It's about to be 2020, right? So I thought that that was really interesting the way that they think about that. Um, and then the other thing was really just getting into... The technology of a of, of a of a huge mega company like Comcast, we had the um, we had the privilege of meeting with Tony Werner, who's the president of technology at Comcast. Tony came in with us and and, and spent some time really talking about some awesome stuff that his his massive team is working on at Comcast. Um, over the years, this company has absorbed so many different businesses through mergers and acquisitions that Tony's team is tasked with figuring out how to stitch together nearly fifty different systems. Across across the country, right? That is no no simple task. Um, and, and, and so Tony really kind of talked a lot about how development operations um, is a key part to running this business, right? They're, they have their hands um, in a little bit of everything. They have to. They're building the product and steering the product that actually runs the Comcast spaceship, right? Um, and and, and he, he mentioned something that I thought was really, really interesting, which is don't fight change that's inevitable. Don't fight change that's inevitable. Um, an example might be newspapers, right? Newspapers are you walk you're walking to work or you're driving to work. You still see the guy in the corner in the city that that that's selling papers, even though almost everybody else is actually running their 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 search right on their mobile or right on their web. And you think about like how that is something that you know for them. They've really not. They've really not spent much time thinking about um, how to change or how to move into the future. They just keep doing it. Uh, some of them have gotten better with going digital and 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 moving their subscriptions online and things like that. But not fighting change that's inevitable. Or think about the the hotels, for example. Literally the entire hotel industry when Airbnb and HomeAway and VRBO came along. Um, you know, instead of just Starting to think about how to adapt their business model and thinking about, hey, maybe we should think about a different type of uh, real estate allocation plan. Maybe we don't need massive buildings. Maybe we can go buy a development in a super hot area right outside of Orlando, <laughs> right? Or well, Like an idea like that. Um, But I thought it was really interesting how Tony talked about not fighting change that's inevitable and made me think about, for the folks that are listening to the show and members of the CX Nation, I think that it's important for us to think about that inside of all of our own businesses, customer bases, and employee bases each and every day. It's a simple bit of wisdom that I think can actually go a really long way. Uh, Tony also spent a lot of time talking about OKRs. So at a company this size, uh, objectives and key results are the only way that you can drive the ship. You literally have a football stadium of employees. If you have a football stadium of employees, you need to put things up on the Jumbotron every single solitary day of the week to let the army walk in the direction you need them to walk, period. It's amazing to me how many businesses continue to grow um, at explosive rates and they don't take the time to think about uh, creating the North Star, creating the the, 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 the directional... Um, the directional vision so that as their company grows, they everybody in every different part of the team every different part of the uh, of the business knows where to go and it was really interesting to hear tony talk about how comcast thinks about their okrs quarter over quarter and how they hold people accountable responsible and they give them the authority where it's needed to make sure that they can get things done every single day so it was really really great to hear that and, I, and for me i just thought that there were so many different ways of of of, of taking that back to our businesses um so for some of the some of the field ops folks out there that, that that like to get into the weeds on the CX side of field operations or customer operations that are being served from the field, right? Boots on the ground, baby. These are the people that are uh, in stores every day. They're meeting with customers every day. They're rolling by customer houses every day. They're installing cable. They're they're doing all those fun things. Uh, we got to talk to BJ BJ Daisy and Lisa Blacksteer, who are are are, are just two awesome people. And they, they, they did an incredible job of talking about their teams, talking about their customers, talking about the way that they think about managing Comcast customers uh, across, across the country each and every day. So BJ got into the whole world around what it looks like at Comcast to manage uh, just a just a, a ridiculous amount of truck rolls. This is this is every time they have to roll a truck by your house, folks. Um, Lisa Blackspear got into the got into the weeds in terms of what it's like to manage a massive social care agency. Lisa's got 415 agents managing all of Comcast's social media channels today. 415, and and you know the way that BJ and Lisa really think about their day to day and their teams is they call it the three S's: service, sentiment and sales service sentiment and sales and i thought that that was really really cool way of thinking about uh how every single person on those team can think about their day-to-day and think about from a, from a mission or from a general direction perspective at a business as big as comcast um how to keep it simple keep it simple every single day right um, so there were some really, really great things that we got into uh, around that. And, and 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 one of the things I want to call out for BJ's team, too, was the way that they've built their field army is very similar to that of the way that... Um, other companies build their customer-facing teams. So when you get that big and you've got that many trucks ripping around the U.S. and you've got tens of thousands of, uh, of, of Army members literally going and, and working with your customers across, across uh, every single state, you need a team of individuals back at HQ that can manage all that. It's a ton of things going on. You're checking 70 million devices. You got 30 million customers. You got all sorts of different problems. Every state, every block, every house is completely different. It was really, really interesting to hear how uh, Comcast has thought about building up the support and the uh, process and the people that they need to be able to take care of not only customers but their their internal customers, their employees too. So it was really great to kind of hear about how they think about that. It creates visibility. It creates flexibility. And, um, and, and it gives them a really, really good way of knowing when and where they need to utilize product and technology to be able to help both their internal and their external customer bases. So really, really awesome stuff. And by the way, you should see some of the cool things that that they're working on coming down the pipeline for future Comcast expat, ex, expansions in the near future. There's some really, really cool tech that's about to, about to hit the market soon. Um, in terms of... Um in terms of just some of the other things that I thought were really cool for some of our some of our our call center folks and some of the people that listen to the show that are really trying to think about ways that they can optimize their customer facing team um, they're doing some incredible things with live chat they're doing some incredible things with. Uh, auto-response text SMS messaging, right? So that you can start to slowly simplify, eliminate, and reduce friction across all of these customer touch points. So I thought that that was really, really great. Today at Comcast, they've got 2,000 agents doing chat alone. 2,000 people in America do nothing but speak with Comcast customers on live chat alone. That's incredible to me. That's an army of people. Uh, they've also done some really incredible things on the product and the technology side around advanced IVR routing and advanced call routing. uh, The telemetry focus that they have at Comcast was really, really impressive. And I think that for some of my startup friends, some of my startup founders and executives, uh, there's a lot that we could learn um, about injecting and implementing some of these solutions earlier in the process. I know that it sounds daunting and challenging when you're still struggling how to just stay afloat every day. But some of the things that I learned and saw, uh, had I been able to, kind of have a better idea of, of, of how this could help some of my past businesses I would have inserted them into the day-to day much sooner so really cool stuff there that, that that we got to see and that we got to think about um, you know and, and lastly as we as we start to wrap up I just think the biggest the biggest takeaway for me uh, from 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 Charlie and Kyle and and their incredible team of folks was really just around this is a this is craft man even at even at a company's as biggest as Comcast. CX is a craft. Customer experience, customer service is a craft. Uh, Building a craft requires countless hours, uh, constant dedication, uh, daily practice, etc. And I think the one takeaway that I had was love them or hate them, folks. Whether you are the biggest Comcast fan in the world or whether you despise them and it's the only option that you've got in your area. These guys are really, really working hard at thinking about how they can constantly bring more to their customers, whether it's um, whether it's some of the the things that they're doing inside of um, uh, inside of their group that's building technology for folks that are visually impaired, whether it's working on incredible features and, and 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 solutions for folks with disabilities to make their lives easier, that's part of honing their craft, guys. And I think that w- the, the big takeaway I had was. You show up every single day and you keep working on this stuff and you keep iterating on this stuff and you're constantly thinking about how to make things better, tighter, faster, stronger. Um, You you know, you do that year over year and decade after decade, you're going to come out with a pretty incredible uh, product or service offering. And so... Uh, with that being said, I'll wind it down. But uh, uh, again, a huge thanks to the Comcast team. Huge thanks to Jay Baer and a group of incredible CX leaders that, uh, that I got to share some time with there in Philadelphia. Um, I'm looking forward to doing it again. And uh, for any folks that have questions about some of the stuff that we chatted about on today's show, do not hesitate to reach out to us at CXChronicles.com. Um, we're, we're, we're always here to listen to uh, your feedback and, and answer any questions that you have. Or if you have questions uh, for the Comcast team and you're thinking about partnership opportunities or you're thinking about ways that Comcast can expand your business or you're thinking about ways that um, you, you want to learn more about how a massive company like Comcast is building out their CX, do not hesitate to reach out to us couple other shout-outs, we've got a bunch of awesome guests coming down the pipeline in the next couple of weeks. Be on the lookout for updates from that for for new episodes of the CX Chronicles podcast. Um, Another big shout-out is that we are going to have um, our first book from CX Chronicles, The Four CX Pillars up and live by the end of the year on amazon kindle and audible we're incredibly excited about that i know that uh many of you've been asking about when it's coming out it is on the way baby we're going to be there soon so be be on the lookout for that and uh and again as always guys don't 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 forget to, to to make happiness a habit and uh thank you so much for listening to the cx chronicles podcast uh we're so appreciative of all of our listeners and uh you guys have a fantastic week thanks so much guys Thank you so much for listening to another episode of CX Chronicles. Be sure to subscribe, save, and share with all of your fellow CXers. And until next time, make happiness a habit, CX Chronicles Nation. Check us out at CXChronicles.com.